At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hard-working ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free stews. The only pet food with Red Barn Bully Sticks. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, open the door. I want a new life. Hey, and here's what's more. I want a new life. A new life Babe Let's give one thing clear There's much more stardust When you near I think I'm really being sincere I want a new life a new life with you.
p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Wednesday, September 4th, 2013, and you are listening to Boy Crazy Radio. Holy fucking shit, again. Oh, my goodness. My name is Alexi Wasser. I am your host. Now, just to quickly explain what Boy Crazy Radio is, well, thank you very much for asking. Boy Crazy Radio, in a nutshell, is a call-in advice show. All right? kind of like Loveline, but it's not, because there's no Dr. Drew, there's nobody else, it's just me, sometimes I have a guest, tonight is not one of those nights, uh, yeah, basically I serve as the big sister, you never even knew that you needed or wanted, because I've had a lot of life experience, I'm very bossy, I'm kind of a control freak, I think I know a lot about a lot of stuff, uh, or at least can empathize and have a lot of good things to tell you, who knows, we'll find out later tonight, the point is, Boy Crazy Radio is an advice show for you and anyone out there who stumbled across this crazy porthole within the Internet, all right? Anyone and everyone, even you. Yes, yes, I am talking to you. Holy fucking shit. If that still has not made you know and understand and realize and accept the fact that Boy Crazy Radio should be considered your new home away from home, Uh, and a safe haven, a safe zone, if you will, for you to talk about all the issues and turmoil you're experiencing and know that it's a safe place, then let me further uh, make you feel safe and explain who uh, should be here and why. You guys, if any of the following descriptions sound familiar, then you can really know that Boy Crazy Radio should be considered your new home away from home. All right, you guys, are any of you out there sad, lonely, gay, straight, bisexual, heterosexual, newly single, a cutter, a shit talker, uh, a total high school nerd who grips the straps of your Jansport backpack that's covered in whiteout and patches for bad bands that you bought at fucking Hot Topics deep in the mall or whatever, holding those straps way too tight. Is that you? Are you out there? Are you listening, you tight-holding strap hugger? Anyway... Are any of you guys sitting in the middle of your shitty little bedroom? It's probably really hot if you live in Los Angeles because L.A. right now is a fucking inferno. I kid you not. I am I am broadcasting from my apartment because it's that kind of show. It's a pretty high brow. Whatever. How dare you? Podcast is the wave of the future. Things. This is how things are done. Anyway, L.A. is a fucking inferno, and I am broadcasting straight up. I don't even say the phrase straight up. I don't know how that happened. That's how hot it is. My, my brain is... Uh, I'm having an aneurysm or whatever. Uh, I'm broadcasting in my in my bra and these. It's not even sexy. I'm actually wearing Keds. It is sexy. You know what? Before I tell myself I'm not sexy or tell you guys I'm not sexy, how dare you? Sure, I'm not feeling my sexiest right now. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe I don't. But you know, doesn't mean I'm not sexy. I'm probably my I'm probably my own worst enemy. I'm probably the one saying the worst things about me. So uh, I'd let you decide. But you're not here, so you can't see me. But uh, anyway. It's so fucking hot in Los Angeles. I'm in my bra undies or panties. Ew, I don't say panties. It's so gross. Anyway, for somebody who isn't feeling sexy, I really want to hammer in the fact that I'm broadcasting in my undies. Yeah. Anyway, are any of you guys out, uh, sitting in the middle of your shitty little bedroom that's an inferno uh, if you're in Los Angeles just fucking binge eating and picking at your face? Yeah. I've been there. I've done the same thing. Oh, my God, maybe that's also why I don't feel sexy because I'm trying to do at-home extractions on my face because it's been so fucking hot. I'm all sweaty and I have bangs. And, yes, bangs are great and they cover up, you know, whatever. But doesn't mean it's okay to fucking pick at the, at the, at the blemishes underneath your bangs, which I may or may not have done. I did. 
The answer is I did, and I feel really bad about it. Is that what you're doing right now in your bedroom? Well, cut it the fuck out. But if you are doing it and you still haven't cut it out, call me later because, you know, rest assured, Boy Crazy Radio is the place for you. Ah, where am I going? I'm already off track. This is crazy. I'm going to get back on track. You guys, are any of you out there experiencing a seriously horrible shame spiral because of that dumb thing you did at that party last weekend? Are all of your friends assholes who talk shit behind your back and then smile to your face? Fuck those fucking cunt motherfuckers. They can go get fucked. Anyway, we'll talk about it. Is the guy or girl you like not responding to your text messages, your Facebook posts, all of your retweets, or every single one of your Instagram likes? That sucks, but you're probably, like, you know, doing too much. You know, just do one thing and then wait for the other person to get back to you. That goes with texting as well. Anyway, is your dad cheating on your mom? With you? Oh, no, you molested his little baby. I feel bad. Let's talk about it. Do you need a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face, in the form of a podcast masquerading as a legit radio show? Then this is your goddamn lucky day because that is exactly what Boy Crazy Radio is. Let me, let me, let me, Alexi Celine Wasser, be the shoulder that you cry on, okay? Put that head on my shoulder. Put it on my shoulder. Let me cuddle you. Let me take that pain away. Let me, let me, let me absorb all of it so I take it on, all on myself, and then I go off and kill myself, all right? I will do that for you because all I want to do is be the big sister that you never even knew that you wanted or needed. I already said that. I said it again. Pick up your smartphone and call me. That's the point. The telephone number is 646-378-0649. Once again, and you can call me using Gmail or Skype or whatever it is. It is the future. There are different ways to get through to me. And the telephone number is 646-378-0649. And if you're too scared to call in, because sometimes, yes, I understand that can be nerve-wracking. You don't want to do that. I get it. I've been there. I called into Loveline when I was 13 and 15 and 17 and 19 and 20 and 22 and 23 and whatever and been very nervous. It's scary. But that's why I offer you the option of tweeting me your question. And my tweet information or my Twitter information is at I'm Boy Crazy, the letter I, the letter M, B-O-Y-C-R-A-Z-Y. Oh, you guys, listen, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. A lot of stuff happened this week. Uh, aside from the fact that it's boiling and it's been pretty much boiling every single day uh, this week, maybe longer. Yeah, maybe for the last 10 days it's been a fucking heat wave inferno which is fine because I'm sweating and maybe I'll lose seven pounds, I hope. Um, Or maybe I'll think I'm going to lose seven pounds, and instead I'll just eat too much frozen yogurt or smoothies or something, and I'll just pack on the carbs disguised as uh, sugar, which is disguised as liquid or something that you don't think would stick to your thighs. I'm all over the place, and I will get back on track. Uh, How can you think that I can solve your problem or problems after listening to me rant like this? I know, I understand, it's crazy, but I swear to God, I mean, I can see your problems much more clearly than I can see my own. And I might be neurotic, but it's only because I think so much, and uh, it's actually a blessing. Am I using that word? Yes, I am, I suppose. It is actually a blessing that I think so much, and I talk so much, and I'm as neurotic as I can be sometimes, because I will channel all that energy into fixing your problems. Listen, I'm going to stop begging you to call me uh, with your problems. We'll get there. Phone lines are open, 646-378-0649. Tattoo it onto your stomach, onto your forehead, or just put it in your phone. Um, Here's what I did this week. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, Saturday, 
I've been doing this thing lately where, and I haven't been doing it enough, but, okay, primarily, I really talk about acting, but I do make a living acting. Uh, I have for a long time, like whether it's commercials or whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's something I do. But mainly, I always think of myself as a writer, I guess, because I write my website. Uh, you know, I write on mboycrazy.com, and I write for magazines, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I just, like, write various things. And that's where I'm probably the happiest, and I feel the most confident or something. But in order to get out of my, like, super neurotic brain, and I'm sure I can be neurotic in this way, too, uh, in this other thing. But uh, I've been trying, I've been, like, trying to, or I've been, like, making songs and stuff and, like, playing stuff on guitar or whatever. And it's, like, totally new for me, and it's just fun. It's just silly, and it gets me out of my head, and I really like it. And it's, like, I don't know. It's, like, so foreign but not foreign because my mom's a musician and all my friends are musicians. So it's just, like, but I I had never done it, try to make songs or sing or be brave and do stuff like that, and uh, whatever. So now it's, like, this weird puzzle. So I have this, like, project that I do at home where I'm, like, oh, I'm going to make a song or my friends send me tracks of music, and I sing melodies or whatever they're called. I don't know. I sing melodies over their music. or I think I just heard that they're called top lines. I don't know. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, my musician friends are trying to give me a, an exciting vocabulary of musical terms that I'm going to try to use sometimes. Okay. So I've been uh, making songs with my friends, and it's been fun or whatever. So I go over to my friend, my friend's house the other day, uh, and I am dating someone. I technically have a boyfriend, even though I still feel silly saying boyfriend because I feel like I feel like if I say I have a boyfriend or refer to this guy as my boyfriend too much, he's gonna he's gonna like yell at me. I guess this is my fear that I don't even believe. I'm gonna voice my fear. I feel like, uh, first of all, I feel like it's annoying when when girls keep playing my boyfriend, my boyfriend. I want to be like fuck you. But uh, actually, I also feel like the word boyfriend is very chic um, and cute. But I guess I I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about the word boyfriend. I love it. Like. Sometimes I notice myself referring to having a boyfriend and saying, my boyfriend, my boyfriend, like, a lot. And I think it's funny, but I'm also very aware of it. Anyway, um, the fuck is my point? So I go over to my platonic friend's house, all right? Platonic dude's house on Saturday. And our plan is, you know, we don't hang out a lot. But our plan is, I totally, like, derailed the whole boyfriend uh, saga I was going to go into. I was, like, using that word. But I'm just, like, I'm going to leave there, leave it where it was because I don't know where the fuck that was going. All right, this is what happened this week. Saturday, I go over to my friend's house, my platonic friend Jake's house, and we have a goal. We're going to make a song, and we want the song, we want the vibe of the song to sound like that song Collard, Collard Greens or whatever, like the Schoolboy Q song, whatever it is. Okay, so he's going to make the, the, like the beat, and he's like, I'm going to tell him what I like, and he's like making sounds, and I'm going to be like, yeah, like that, or make it more simple, or take that away, or blah, blah, blah. So he just... And I get there, and he's smoking a vaporizer thing, all right? And I don't really smoke pot. Or I always say that, but maybe I do. No, I'm around a lot of pot smokers, all right? I'm around people who, you know, do everything pretty much. I mean, I'm around people who, yeah, my friends do drugs sometimes. I don't. But sometimes I will let them, like, blow their pot smoke in my mouth or, like, I don't know. Or sometimes I'll take a hit, whatever. Okay. So dude smoking his vaporizer and I can be very high-strung and nervous and blah, blah, blah. And when I sing, I also sing very, like, like I use my head voice. I sing kind of quiet and because uh, I'm usually, like, making songs at 5 in the morning or 4 in the morning. I'm garage band in my apartment, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to be quiet. And I also like layering ethereal, dreamy vocals. So sue me. What's the big deal? Anyway, but 
so Jake and I are talking. He's all stony on his vaporizer, and it's totally second nature to him. He's just all, all cool and moving to the beats that he's making, and I'm like, ah! Like, internally, just, like, kind of like, oh, my God, we're so different. He's so loose. He's so loose and in tune with the music, man. Anyway, and he's, like, doing that thing that people do with music where they're, they're, they're so into music. They're so, their life is so all about music. But it's okay, man. They can, I'm just saying man because it's fucking gross, but I hope you know that I'm aware that the word man is ridiculous. Okay? Just so you know. Like, I know what I'm saying. How dare you? Anyway, he's all in the zone. He's all in the stony, stony zone. And I'm trying to be cool, too, even though I'm really not. I'm all cerebral and, like, you know, uh, overanalyzing shit and, like, super self-aware and not stoned. And so we're talking about this other girl who's a singer and, like, how I love her. And she's really great. And we're talking about one of her songs. I, I played the song on, like, Spotify for him. And he's like, I was like, yeah, I love her. Like, what's her music all about? Like, what's her style? What's her thing? What is her deal? Or how does she make those sounds? Or what? blah, blah, blah. And, he, and then he tells me, and then he also goes, he adds in at the end, he goes, yeah, but, but she sings out. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, what do you mean? And he goes, well, you know, Alexi, she sings out. Like, you don't, you don't sing out. And I go, oh, yeah, like, um, I guess, I guess I sing, I guess I sing in. <laughs> I, I sing in. And he goes, yeah, you, you sing in. And he's just like, whatever, it's no big deal. We're just having a conversation, no, nothing major, except to me. I feel like I've been exposed. And I, so I go, and as I feel like I'm being exposed, uh, I try to let him know that I know that I am, you know, that I sing in, in or that I'm kind of quiet or I have, I have issues and blocks. And I, I go, yeah, I mean, it's probably like, it's probably, it's you know, it's probably because I'm shy. And he goes, oh, oh yeah, it's definitely because you're shy. So I felt so exposed, even though, yeah, I am fucking shy. Uh, also, I do like ethereal, wispy vocals. That's not a big deal. I love the band. It's just like beautiful, whatever. Anyway, whatever. I'm not even in a band, but in my head I am. Okay, so, so I, I'm like, okay, cool. So I try to reframe this and like and and say, like, okay, cool. That's my lesson for the day, Jake. Uh, I'm gonna sing out. Uh, I'm going to be more brave. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging what I do, and I'm gonna I'm acknowledging it too. And it's gonna be a life lesson. Like I'm trying to take control over like feeling out of control and really self-conscious and exposed. So then he goes, oh, do you want a hit of my vaporizer, which I thought was a hash pen. I don't even really know what the difference is, but I kept calling it a hash pen, and he never corrected me, but it was a vaporizer, whatever that is. I don't know. You tell me. You can call in and let me know. Um, and so I'm like, sure, okay. Meanwhile, it's like noon, and I don't fucking smoke pot. Every once in a while, you know, I do, but usually it's like, with, you know, the person I'm dating or, like, he'll blow it into my mouth and I won't realize I'm, you know, really high because I'm having sex or something and I'm not even, I'm in a different mindset anyway because I'm all into sex or whatever. Okay. So, or I'm around people and I'm getting a contact high but I'm just not even realizing it. So whatever. So I'm like, sure, dude. I didn't say dude. So I, I take the hash pen vaporizer and I take, like, the heat, like, I heat up the wax because you press this button. Oh, my God, I hope 12-year-olds aren't listening to this. They are, aren't they? I mean, maybe it's back to school. Maybe everybody's in bed. Are there 12-year-olds listening to this? Because I have had 12-year-old callers before. Am I supposed to be a role model? Because I don't know if I am. I'm just a person. I serve as a big sister, and you can learn from my mistakes. I'm not saying fucking smoke every dude's vaporizer or whatever. Um, this is just what I did. So I take this big in- inhale and, like, heat up the wax. 
And I hold it in like a total, like, this is what the movies say to do. This is what Revenge of the Nerds say to do. This is what, whatever. Like, uh, anyway, and I hold it in, and I, like, let out, like, the biggest, longest, like, exhale of, like, whatever, of, of smoke or whatever the fuck it is, vapor. And, uh, and I hack. I'm, like, coughing like crazy. My throat burns. And, like, and immediately, and it's not even psychosomatic. It's not even, like, I just did this thing. I, I'm going to pretend I'm stoned. I seriously fucking felt stony. Like, I even thought, like, there's going to be a period of time where I'm, like, you know, I've got to wait for the high to kick in. Immediately, it was, like, and, like, my the hair on my arm stood up, and I was, like, stony. And then in that moment, and I had to tell Jake, she was, like, are you okay? And I went, um, yeah, but, oh, my God, this could be really embarrassing. If I don't know him that well, and we're just one-on-one, and it's not like we're, like, making out or having sex, or it's, it's not romantic at all, you know? And I don't want it to be romantic because I have this great thing that's happening, and, like, I love that it's, like, this clean slate, wonderful thing that's pure, and, like, I've, I've done nothing to taint it or whatever, you know? Like, and I intend to keep it that way because that is a wonderful feeling when you're like, oh, this thing is precious, and I've not ruined it by doing something stupid while I'm under the influence. I don't, I don't need to do that, and I won't do that. Anyway. Um, so I had to make a split-second decision to, like, either I decide, okay, am I going to fucking freak out? Am I going to fucking get really weird, leave my car here and take, like, a, a taxi home or get a ride home? Or am I just going to, can I just, like, fucking step into this and, like, have a great day and be into this and just, like, surrender to this feeling that people pay so much money for or whatever or are so addicted to or whatever? So I decided to get into it with various, every once in a while I would be a little bit like, oh, this is weird. Oh, my God, am I weird? And then I was fine. And I totally surrendered to it. And all of a sudden, like, and I was, I, I'm not saying, this was not like a ringing endorsement for getting high and being brave because, like, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm pretty brave as it is. But, like, I can be a little self-conscious when it comes to singing. But then we sang together and it was fun. And I felt all tingly everywhere. And then my, uh, anyway, so that was that. And then. But then it lasts the entire day, and I remember texting my boyfriend being like, oh, my God, I hope this doesn't last the entire day, and him giving me advice. Like, like sometimes I feel like he's my oracle because he simplifies things so much. He just makes things so simple and lovely and whatever. I don't even think he realizes it. But he was like, well, if it does, he goes, enjoy it. If it does last, wait, if it does last all day, enjoy it. And I'm like, you're right. If it does last all day, enjoy it. It's like he's my oracle. Anyway, um, and so I, like – Drove home, which is probably stupid, but I was uber conscious. Uh, drove home. Did I drive home? You know what? I don't even think I did. I drove home for a second, maybe. I went to Erwan. And then I fucking drove to Costco. I drove to Costco, which is, like, kind of far away. And right when I got there, this is because I wanted to drive. I just wanted to feel the way I felt and drive. And I felt more self-conscious. No, I felt self-conscious in a whole other way. And I remember, like, texting my one of my friends who could handle lots of weird texts for me because he texts me a lot of weird shit all the time. I didn't want to, like, put this on my, you know, certain, I didn't want to, whatever. I had my one weird friend, so I, like, tried to send him all my weirdest texts while I was stony. And they, they were along the lines of, I know I don't want this high to last forever, but I also know it's going to be so sad when it goes or when it goes away. And uh, anyway, oh, and something about it being too hot for hugs or something because somebody was like, oh, I want to hug you, like, if you, you know, make sure you're okay. And I was like, oh, thanks a lot, but it really is too hot for hugs today. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So the high dissipated. I was bummed out. I had a joint in my house. This sounds horrible. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm supposed to be your big sister. I'm already blowing it. Anyway, 
I had a joint in my house. It was fucking hot as fuck outside. I didn't want to socialize. I didn't want to be behind the wheel. I didn't want to be doing anything. So I decided, and I didn't mention this earlier, but when we were listening to music, when Jake and I were listening to music, all of a sudden everything made sense. All of a sudden I was like, oh, my God, is everybody fucking stoned all the time? And I'm the fucking freak? Because all of a sudden, and sure as fuck, like everybody who's making music at least fucking rap or Kendrick Lamar or Schoolboy Q or I don't know if I think Tyler the Creator doesn't do anything. This is neither here nor there. I'm some white girl talking about fucking rappers. Uh, okay. So I just felt like, I mean, it's surely Snoop Dogg or Snoop Lion or whatever he calls himself and uh, Lil Wayne. I mean, they're all doing fuck. I mean, they're all like, you know, I, I can't say sit and scissor because I'm white. This is so embarrassing. I can say whatever I want. How dare you? I'm allowed to say anything I want. As long as it doesn't hurt you. Um... So when I was high, I was like, fucking hell, everybody must be stoned, and sure as fuck, the people making music must be fucked up and stony all the time, because all of this makes so much more sense, or it's so much more pleasant, and I get it, and I can hear every layer and every detail, and it's all affecting me, and like, such a, in the way I know it's supposed to be affecting me, and blah, 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 and like, and, uh, it was just interesting. I'm not saying I'm going to be stony every day, because I don't want to be, because I like how I am when I'm sober, and I really do, and I prefer alcohol. And I don't like alcohol every single night, but that is, you know, I prefer that. But I was just tapping into why people might enjoy marijuana. And I had my experience, and I did it in a major way, and I stayed home, and I drank a Corona like a fucking loser. I drank a Corona and smoked an entire joint that I had laying around my place from one of my friends who left it here. And it's been here for like three months or something. I smoked the entire thing, and I actually felt like it was a split. It was not, it was not, uh just pot. It was a spliff. And I actually thought while I was smoking it, there's way too much tobacco in this thing. This needs more weed in it. There needs to be way more weed in this thing. So I have a newfound deep appreciation for marijuana. Uh, I'd like to congratulate myself and pat myself on the back for really, you know, taking myself where I needed to go and really fucking surrendering to the experience and just jumping in and having a day by myself, I'll add. Uh, I think that was really cool. I texted a bunch of friends. I wrote a really nasty sexy text. To the guy I'm dating, which is like unlike me, whatever. Anyway, um, what else did I do? I Instagrammed. I also stopped social networking and I tried to get off the internet while I was stony because I thought, uh oh, this could only be trouble. Um, yeah. Oh, and in between the vaporizer experience and the uh, the the fucking joint experience. When, like, things were starting to wear off, but things were still weird and I was still fucked up slightly or, or affected, I went to Starbucks to get, like, uh, some kind of, you know, iced caffeinated thing. And I saw this, like, gay, um, like, tranny dude who was beautiful. And I was wearing, like, this long black, like, silk slip thing that was kind of, like, see-through on top a little bit. And I looked kind of gothic and I had my hair down or whatever. And, uh, like... I, I wish now I was wearing more makeup. So I, he was, but I walked in there, and we both looked at each other. And even though he was gay, I know that we both vibed each other in a way where we were, we were like we we're like out of some kind of Tim Burton movie where we should have been like together, either like brother and sister or like married or something. We we're both like gothic freaks or something weird. I'm not super gothic, but it was like gothic on a casual day. Anyway, and I sat down next to him. And we just started chatting, and I told him about my vaporizer experience, and he told me about his experience of uh, what he would say he would call it going to the moon and doing huge, like, uh, in, what are they called? Uh, like, fuck, when you, like, when you, like, fill up a whole sparklets 
bottle, like huge, huge, huge sparklets bottle of water that, like, that people have to deliver to your sparklet cooler. You know what I'm talking about? And like, what are they called? He would do these, infin- whatever he would do, he would do these huge hits of pot with his friends and they call it going to the moon. Anyway, the bottom line is we discussed the differences, like about how like, about being sober, being drunk, being stony. We talked about being stony. We talked about like, if everybody might be stoned all the time and, and you know, and it's really the freaks who aren't stoned all day. Because you pay attention. I bet like nine to five workers are always stony. They're probably so bored. I mean, if I worked at a supermarket, no offense to people at supermarkets, I'm not even talking to people who work at Whole Foods because it's a different vibe. I would probably be stoned all the time. If I had no life direction or at least a life that wasn't, like, conducive to – because you can either have a really fucked up life and you're stoned all the time and then you just have, like, no momentum to get shit done. Or you have a really, like, fucking plush life where your life is all set up so it's totally conducive to smoking pot because you're all good. Like, I have friends like that who, like, they, they're, they're successful – their whole life is kind of catered to and they can smoke pot all the time because, you know, their life is in order and they're, they're, they're coddled and stuff, so that works for them. So anyway, if I were on either end of the spectrum, well, I don't know. I'm going to think about that for a second. Probably if I definitely worked at some horrible 9-to-5 job and I had my life was like a dead-end place, I would probably be smoking a lot of pot. Or maybe not. You know what my style is? I would probably be trying to get the fuck out of there, but I would never end up there to begin with. Uh, that's not true. Who knows how I could be born into the world. Anyway, I'm fucking, sounds like I'm on crystal meth right now. I swear to God, I'm not. I just have a lot of thoughts and feelings about marijuana, and I want to talk about some other stuff, too. Uh, area code 503, you're the first caller of the night, a half hour into the show. Are you calling to say something mean? No, I'm not. I'm asking oh my for advice. Okay. What's your name? What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? I'm Rachel. I'm 27. I'm calling from Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon! Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm calling for some advice. Um, I am single right now, and a lot of my friends are in relationships that are heading towards engagements and weddings, and it's really exciting. Um, but some of my friends really want to hook me up with their guy friends. Um, Wait, are your phone's cutting out? Of, maybe it's mine, but I blame you. Can you hear me now? Rachel? Yeah. Oh, my God. Is tonight it's a weird night? Rachel, can you hear me? Oh, I can totally hear you. Okay. Um, where did it cut off? Okay, so you said um, that your friends are in relationships that are headed to engagements and nice things. Oh, okay, and, like, yeah. and so they're trying, a lot of my girlfriends are trying to hook me up with their guy friends, and so... Um, I used to be totally about that. Like, I'll go on a date with anyone. You never know what spark could happen. But as I'm getting older, I'm like, I don't want to waste my time when I already know this guy is not my type or I'm not interested based off the background story that you're giving me. And, like, what is the way that you kind of let your friends know, hey, like, thanks, I appreciate it, but not interested? Well, you got cut off when you were saying something about the back burner. Did you say something about the back burner? No, well, this is an example. So one of my friends, she's engaged, and she was like, um, I really want to uh, have you meet one of my friends. He's super successful. He's a real cutie. I'm like, yeah, sounds great. Like, let's set up a group thing. And so we did a group thing, and I met the guy and did not vibe at all. I got kind of a gay vibe from him and um, really cool dude. But then we left, and she gave him my phone number, and I felt like I had to go on a date with him because she's friends with him, and I didn't want to be awkward. And then it just ended up being oh, more awkward tell, because okay, then he ended up liking me. Let's, 
listen, I get that your friend means well, but here's where this whole thing fell to shit. The whole thing fell to shit when, like, you got this wonderful opportunity to meet him in a public thing and, like, kind of there was, like, casual and no pressure, and you realize you didn't like him, but then she didn't know that, and she gives your number to him. That's not no good. Everything was perfect until she gave your number out without asking your permission. So how, so I think so, yeah, so this same girl is wanting to hook me up with someone else. She is like, you know, I, I went to her wedding, and she was kind of drunk, and she was like, this is a really cool guy I know, and she pointed him out to me, and he was cool, but shorter than me, and I know how you feel about that, and not judging everyone that's shorter than me, but okay. kinda, listen, it kind of matters. Listen, listen, I just want to clarify. Are you there? Okay. Yeah. Oh no, where'd you go? Rachel? I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Okay, here's my advice. Uh by the way, the whole shorter thing, that's out the window. I'm over it. Yes. If a guy I'm it's okay if somebody's shorter than you. It's totally okay. That that's how I've changed my mind. This week, if a guy's shorter than you okay. ideally he's not like three inches shorter than you. But Listen, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm dating someone, and she might be an inch shorter than me. So let's just pretend I never said anything. <laughs> so my, all my all my all my thoughts and and stuff are out the window about that. Like, if you vibe with someone, you vibe with someone. Who cares about the height thing? But you should you should definitely send me a photo if you end up dating a guy who's much shorter than you, so I can tell you if you should dump him. Okay? So I'll be the okay. I'll be the judge. But anyway, you do whatever you want to do. If you don't like him because he's shorter and it makes you feel uncomfortable, that's your thing. Follow your intuition and your instincts. But as far as like Here's what we're going to do with your friend trying to set you up with people. Just communicate with her and just tell her, just go, listen, I already met him at your wedding. I'm not into it. So look for another dude. Like, you should keep having her keep you in mind for dudes because I bet eventually, like, one of the guys will be cool or whatever. It's just, it's fun to have her, like, have her eyes open. But you have to tell her that you're only ever going to meet these guys in a casual, like, party, no-pressure situation. And she can't tell the guy I mean, she probably won't listen to you, but she can't tell the guy that she's trying to set you up or that you know that she's trying to set you up. And that's what she does. That is what she does. So then I get put, like, this guy at the wedding. She was like, he thinks you're really hot. Like, he would like to hang out. And I'm like, shit. Like, I don't even get a chance to tell you whether I think he's cool or not. Now he already is, like, wanting to hang out. I know. So, so she's got a big mouth and she's annoying, and I get it. I've 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 been around girls like that, and I... I haven't even been, I, I seem like I could be that girl. I'm not that girl because uh, that's not cool to be like that. Okay, so she should, you guys, you guys need to work out a new game plan. And the new game plan is, and hopefully she'll fucking listen, but you have to go listen to me. Don't, like, if you have a cool single guy friend you want to hook me up with, tell me first because I don't want, and, 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 and then we'll arrange some kind of, like, you know, casual hang session, whether it's at a bar or a party or a dinner party or whatever or a wedding or a, or a barbecue, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll tell you what I think of him, and and uh, before you go telling him that you want that you you know that you want to hook me up with him, you know, because just to say like you right. don't want to be just like you have to make a game plan. She has to talk to you first, set it up, discuss it with you, and then move on from there before she even lets the other person know. Let lets the guy know that there's like a thing happening, you know, because that's awkward. Right. And it's tell her so awkward. Really yeah, just tell her it makes you feel really uncomfortable and like. And it makes you not want to hang out, and it's bothering you, and it's kind of not funny anymore, and it's like makes you feel really uncomfortable, and that uh, that she loves the fact that she wants to set you up with people. That's really awesome, but the way she's doing it makes you really uncomfortable, and it's kind of like bumming you out. And just make it like that, and and go. I would love to meet people that you think I should meet, but let's have it just be more you and me like game plan before, and then I'll tell you if I like the dude 
and then you then you can go from there and let the dude know that you're going to set him up with me. Like that it has to be on my okay. terms, otherwise it sucks. Okay, so it's just like just like clarification and like being really clear with your stupid girlfriend. Okay, that sounds like good advice. Okay, I'll go from the, I'll handle this situation, you know, telling her, and then from here on forward, be like, we need to talk, game plan it before you throw me into the situation. Yeah, because it makes you uncomfortable. Perfect. Great. All right. Thanks so much, Lexi. You're welcome. Goodbye. Um, oh, my God. It's still an inferno in Los Angeles. Yeah, so the height thing as of now is out the, out the window. Um, and uh, so I'm excited about that. That's good. I feel like a better person for it, although I am getting a tall person. He is tall, but I might be half an inch taller than him, okay? And you know what? I'm going back to my original uh, – diatribe that I went on earlier. I'm going to finish it off. I do like the word boyfriend. I like the word girlfriend. I like the word boyfriend. I just I just get scared. I get scared to say these things. I'm protective of my heart. Everybody should refer to their boyfriend as their boyfriend and their girlfriend as their girlfriend if they want to. But in the back of my mind, I guess I just have this weird feeling like, I don't know, I have this weird feeling that like the whoever I'm dating, if I refer to them as my boyfriend, that it could be anybody. This is just like this weird, weird fear that they're like going to pop out of my phone or something and be like, what the fuck, you fucking asshole? You're not my girlfriend. Joke's on you. And then, like, punch me in the face and just like, you you idiot. And I'm going to be like, oh, my God, I knew I shouldn't have trusted. I knew nobody would love me. Ah! So um, that's my problem. Um, phone lines are open. Uh, telephone number is area code 646-378-0649. Is school back in session for high school? What's going on? Do people have homework? Isn't anything weird happening? Aren't there weird dilemmas in high school that are going on? I really want to speak at people's high schools. And so I'm excited to know if school is back in session. I should find out. I think it is. I think school started, what, yesterday? What day is it? I don't even know anymore. Anyway, smoke pot, related to others, blah, blah, blah. Did that. Got that out of my system. Um, hmm. And, all right. This is neither here nor there. But my mom did go to Burning Man last week. And I had no idea... And she was gone up until yesterday. I finally saw my mom for the first time in like 10 days. God, maybe longer. I didn't see her for a long time. She finally got back to town. I missed her so much. She totally managed to annoy me in the first 20 minutes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I love my mom. I missed her so much. I could not believe it. Like, I have this luxury of I live in the same town as my mom. It's wonderful. It's great. I don't take that for granted. We talk on the phone a lot. We text each other. She's in my life. Like, you know, I... I'm going to go hang out with her tomorrow. I don't know why I'm telling you these unnecessary details. But so she goes to Burning Man every year. Or this is like her third year going to Burning Man. And um, oh, I'm trying to be cautious of her feelings and not give away her life stuff. And I asked her if I could talk about this on the podcast tonight. And she was like, well, you know, I'm not as brave as you. And I'd rather you didn't. But then I think she caved and she just said, yeah, you can talk about whatever you want. Um, so I'll just say allegedly. Okay. So my mom gets back from Burning Man. We meet up. I'm at Target. She meets me at the Target. Like meets me at Target yesterday. Um, actually, she met me at a Starbucks downstairs. Thank God, because I was totally buying condoms upstairs at Target, which is way embarrassing. And uh, I don't want to buy condoms anymore. I think the boy should buy the condoms because this is humiliating. I just don't like it. I can't even buy. I don't know. I can't even buy toilet paper or tampons in public because I just don't want anybody to think I would ever even need any of those things. Condoms. Sometimes I can buy condoms and I'm fine with it. Yesterday I could. I felt like a real adult. Another time, one time I went to uh, Rite Aid and I bought every single type of condom they had because I wanted to, like, try all the condoms or something. 
and uh, that was funny. And that made me feel like, oh, I'm, I'm hilarious. I'm so weird. I'm this kooky girl buying all these condoms. But for the most part, I don't want to buy them. It's embarrassing. It makes me shy because I'm sensitive sometimes. I'm not as brazen as you think. So I meet up with my mom downstairs. Uh, we're, we're talking, and, uh, and I'm like, oh, my God, you're in Burning Man. Ah, like, how was it? Tell me everything. And then I just straight out ask her, like, did you do mushrooms? Because the previous podcast I did, I was talking about my mom being in Burning Man and how, like, who knows what the fuck she's doing. She could be naked. She could be running around, like, you know, on liquid LSD or, like, on mushrooms or ecstasy or whatever the fuck with, like, you know, Burning Man's dick in her mouth. I don't know. I didn't say that. That's fucking disgusting. How could you do that? I, I didn't mean that. But anyway, it's really hot, and I'm just sweating a lot and saying weird shit. So I was saying this on my previous podcast or whatever that who knows what the fuck my mom's getting into. But really, my mom's pretty tame. You know, she 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 drinks occasionally. Uh, I think maybe she's maybe she tried cocaine a long time ago when her like teens or early tw- I don't know. But like, it's not for her. She's not like a drug person. And she's the same with me with pot. I think people might blow it in her face or it's around or maybe. But she doesn't like it, and she gets stuff in her head. And it's just like we're very similar that way. I've never done mushrooms. I've done ecstasy, coke, speed, acid, poppers. Whippets, which I think might be the same thing. Uh, I almost tried ketamine, but then I accidentally dropped it at the rave I was at, and it fell into the carpet, which is weird that I was even at a rave, and even worse, that I was at a rave with carpet. Anyway, um, what else? Never tried a Klonopin, but I've, like, been more experimental when I was, like, a teenager and stuff, and that's why I'm boring now, because I got all that shit out of my system pretty early on. And uh, my pot experience is not, like, going to dictate, like, the rest of my life, but... I'm going to talk about the future of my drug use in a bit. But, so I asked my mom straight up, I go, did you do mushrooms? And my mom, I mean, when you ask somebody a, a straightforward question like that, which is kind of scary, sometimes you shouldn't ask people these questions because you don't want to hear the answer. Like, I, if I was through dating someone, like, I wouldn't want to ask, like, I'm not even talking about the guy that I'm dating. I wouldn't want to ask anybody I'm dating um, or anybody who is my boyfriend, like, did you make out or have sex with anybody while we were dating but before we were official? Like, I don't want to know that shit because I don't want to know because there's a chance you could say yes and I don't, why do I need to know that and I don't want to take that chance. So when you ask specific questions, you've got to deal with specific answers or, you know, I don't know. So I asked my mom a specific question and she's not going to lie to me. Maybe she wouldn't have told me if I hadn't asked, but she goes, I go, did you do mushrooms in Burning Man? I just felt it in my gut. And she goes, I did. And uh, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And I was so proud of her. I was so happy. Because, like, my mom's, you know, my mom's a mom. She's in her 50s, and she's, like, super badass, and her body's awesome, and, like, she's cool and ethereal and dreamy and a hippie and smart and special and great and cute. What's my point? I don't know. I'm just saying nice things about my mom. But I was, like, wasn't even bummed. Like, I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Was this your first time? Another specific question. And she goes, well, my first time was last Burning Man. And I was like, what the fuck? I can't believe it. What? And, uh, and it was so weird because, like, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't upset. I didn't burst into tears. I wasn't like, well, what did you do? Like, I was just, like, excited because, yeah, when you get older, You've got to keep doing cool, weird shit and experimenting with stuff, whether it's traveling. And my mom doesn't happen to like traveling. She likes going to Burning Man, but even now I think she's over over Burning Man. But, uh, like, she doesn't really like – she doesn't want to go to Europe. She doesn't really like traveling, like, where, too far or whatever. 
So, I mean, just think about it. You know, I don't know what grade you are, you're in. Whoever's listening to this, if you're in your mid-20s, your early 20s, your late teens, if you're 14, whatever the fuck you're doing, I don't know. But, like, can't you imagine, like, okay, life doesn't end when you're 30. Life keeps going if you're lucky when you're 40. Oh, fuck, if you haven't died yet for whatever reason, you're still going to be alive at 50 and 60 and 70 and 80, and we're all only living longer. So can you imagine, like, you got to – did you see all these fucking slobby McSlobbersons? Like, they're all, like – bummers and gross and like dejected and defeated and like not inspired by life and I'm not judging them except I am totally judging them like there are all these people who have like kind of given up and they're only in their 30s and they're bitter or they're only they're in their 40s it's like I see women who are I see inspiring women who are in their 50s 60s 70s with like amazing outfits and like crazy cool makeup on and they're wearing like just cool shit, and they're all fashionable and modern and dating younger men or just, like, they know who they are and they talk about what they mean and what they believe in, and they're so fucking badass, and they're traveling, and they're throwing dinner parties, and they're meeting new people, and they're doing cool shit. That's how I want to be. And part of being, I'm not saying it means drug use, but I've never done mushrooms, and I don't want to do mushrooms because I imagine it's just, like, a cesspool of, like, vomit and diarrhea, even though my mom said it wasn't, but she said she was very happy, and she stayed up till 5 in the morning. Even though I kind of think my mom didn't do mushrooms, I think maybe my mom, like, ate a piece of mushroom pizza and, like, everybody else around her was high, and so she just faked herself into thinking she was high. So maybe my mom's totally, like, so allegedly my mom did mushrooms, allegedly, so whatever. Um, Okay. Um, My point is I've never done mushrooms, but I'm sure I'm going to get to some point where I'm, like, 50 or 60 or whatever and be like, well, I went hang gliding. I, I went skydiving. I finally went down on a woman. Uh, I tried, I don't know, I did this, I did that, or whatever. I went to I went to Rome, I went to wherever, I finally saw Berlin, it was great, I, I whatever, I, blah, I don't know. All this shit, and you're going to be like, God, what do I do now? How do I mix it up this month? You know what I mean? Like, And it's like, eventually, you know, that, I think that's the way to do drugs. It's like, you do your life, you have your, your things, you're kind of responsible, like you're irresponsible in your teens and your early 20s, you kind of waste time, you're idle... I mean, that's what a lot of people do. Ideally, you'd be hustling at your late teens. And I think people move faster now. Um, they move faster because people are, like, more, like, you know, wanting to be successful and driven and, and famous and blah, 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 and make money, and they realize their goal quicker, and they try to go for it. And, like, and it's, like, more ages than ever before. Everybody's like, i got to make it at this age and blah, blah, blah. And you have all these people to compare yourself to on the Internet and blah, blah, blah. So ideally, if we're going with that um, life map, you, you'd figure out early on what you love doing, and hopefully you make money doing a job that doesn't feel like a job because you actually like it and it brings you joy, and for the most part, it's not work, even though at some point, even if you love it, it's going to seem like work at some point, and then, you know, you fuck around, you waste a little time, maybe you try some drugs and you do some things, you, whatever, you get drunk, you do something stupid when you're in your teenage teens or early 20s. But then, mid-20s, you freak out and you're like, fuck, i got to do all this shit before I hit 30 because I have to, like, have a marker of success before 30 or I have to do this because that's how a lot of people work. And you do all that shit and then you're successful, hopefully, and life's happening and you're being an adult and you're being responsible and you're learning about who you are and blah, blah, and taking yourself seriously in your 30s. And then... You, fucking, you pop out some kids, they grow up, and you're like, later, dudes. And then you're like, fuck, let's go to the sex club and watch live sex happen and, like, have an orgy and do mushrooms and, and, and uh, fucking ecstasy and uh, 
because I, I put in my time for my life, and now I, I own a house. I have a Prius and a fucking uh, Mercedes Sprinter, Splinter, whatever they're fucking called. Uh, life is pretty great. I can lock the door and, and uh, activate the security system, invite my close friends over who won't try to murder me or, you, you know, whatever, and we can all get fucked up and uh, have a really epic time because we have earned it. That's, that's how I feel drug use is going to play into my life. Like, I don't know if I, if I do decide to go that way. All right, I'm going to take another phone call. Area code 516. Hello? Hello, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Hi, I'm Shannon. I'm 20, and I'm calling from Los Angeles. And uh, I don't really – sorry? What's happening? So my question – I mean, I don't really have Uh-oh, a phone, specific question. Your phone's up. Okay. Can you hear me? No, I can't. So what's your question? So basically, that's funny that you were just talking about all of that my because my question – I want to hear you so bad. Okay, what's your question? Can you hear me at all? Hello? Oh, no. Oh, there you are. You can. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes. Yes? Yes. Okay. Well, my question isn't really about dating. I hope that's okay. Of course. Any question is allowed on Boy Crazy Radio. Anything. Okay. Well, so I'm 20. I'm going into my third year of college. And I just feel like everyone my age is, like, very set. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people at my school are set on what they think they're going to be doing and doing internships and figuring out, like, exactly what they want to do. And I'm just very lost, I feel like. And I don't feel like I should have to not be lost right now. But I was wondering if you have any advice for people who – don't really know where they want to go career-wise in life at 20. Oh, that's, that's so interesting you say that because I was just getting off, like, having that chat about, I was just going on yeah. off on a tirade about hopefully you know what you want in your late teens, you can just fucking jump into it. And you're right. Yeah. Not everybody knows. <laughs> nobody knows what, always knows what they want to do. Like, that's that's a really lucky, special thing to uh, to know what you want to do. And, like, because that's half the battle. Because, like, after you know what you want to do, then the rest of the battle is, well, fuck, I'm committing to this. I'm going to hustle towards it. And if, if, even if it's difficult, it's worth it because I believe in this so much and I think I'm good at it and I love it. But, okay, well, so you're lost. Yes, you're 20 years old. That is also completely normal. Like, there are no rules. Like, I'm not, you know, everybody's different. And sometimes people are late bloomers, and you're not even a late bloomer because you're fucking 20 years old. But here's what I want to ask you. Let's, like, have a little hang sesh on the phone right now and talk about, what you like doing. Like, what are you in school for? And first of all, yeah, what are you in school for? I'm studying, my major is called music industry, like music business. Oh, my God, what school do you go to? Drexel, it's in Philadelphia, but I'm I'm in L.A. just for the summer. Okay, well, if you, so what, so you like music, or why why are you studying music industry at college? I bet the teachers Yeah, I mean, shit when I was stuff. in high school... Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, when I was in high school deciding what I would major in applying to colleges, I I thought, like, I liked writing, but I always just liked, I played guitar a little, but I'm, I'm not really a musician. I just liked going to shows, and I thought, oh, I would be, I could write for a music magazine, and I didn't, I didn't really have anything set, but I, 
heard about this major and I thought it sounded really cool. And now I'm like more I'm old a little bit older and I'm taking classes and I just I feel like I don't know if I actually want to work in the music industry, but I don't really want to change my major. I don't know. Oh god, your phone's cutting in and out. Is it me or is it you? Oh, is it you? Is it me? It might be me. I don't know. Did you hear any of that? (laughs) Yes, I did. Yeah, I just, like, the last bit I didn't hear. Okay, so, but I heard most of it. So, like, you said you liked going to shows. You thought you could write for a music magazine. You found this school. Well, you're not exactly sure. Like, but um, what what does music industry school teach you? Like, what are the classes in that school? Yeah, I mean, it's a weird major. You learn, right now I'm doing publishing, music publishing, and, that's kind of cool, or I, that I also thought would be cool. It's like, um, you know what that is? It's like choosing music, licensing it to TV and movies and things like that. But even that is, like, kind of boring. I'm realizing now it's like an office job. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know if I actually want to work in this industry or not. So Okay, well, here's the thing. First <laughs> off, it's awesome. it's awesome that you're learning about all these things because, I mean, I know about these things, but only because I guess I've made a career out of, like, only dating band people for whatever reason. I mean, by accident, I've, I've always just – all my friends and people I've dated are in bands. So, like, everything you're learning at music industry school is awesome, but you could also probably date some band guy and learn all the same stuff. But this is perfect. <laughs> you're, you're, you're learning it on your own terms, and, and, and uh, that's fantastic. Okay. So here's the thing. It's wonderful you're learning all these things because these are cool things. You're just, like, expanding your knowledge of the music world. And it's, like, it's a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, there's so many aspects of it. You could be the musician performing, but I feel like if you really want to be doing that, it's, like, whatever, you're 20. We'll we'll talk about that in a second. You could be the musician (laughs) writing songs, performing songs, making songs on your computer, or, like, hiring band members, programming everything into a machine a machine, and just, like, playing it by yourself. You could, like, you could be a manager. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. not now, but, I mean, like, you could eventually, like, you know, you should go to, sh- if, you, if you, you could go to shows all the time, see bands play all the time. You could read every music magazine all the time, go to every major music website and, and read up on, like, what's going on with bands and how bands are being marketed and, like, and, like, because the whole industry is, so, is like, changing. How, how, find out how bands make money and, and like, because it's not how it used to be. There's not so much money, and then it's like you know, and, and find yeah. out about Spotify, things like Pandora and Spotify that kind of like, you know, make bands make less money or still, you know what I mean? Or like, you can you you. This is bizarre time where there's so much stuff going on that you can just take in all this knowledge from like just soaking up everything by reading all these websites, going to see shows, just going to intern at a label, um, like yeah. What else can you do? Yeah, you're learning about publishing and then that aspect of the music business. But then you have to go, because you should know all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, you should be aware of all that shit. But what makes you happiest? Like, why do you like music? Is it the music field, like, you want to be part of? Are you sure that's even the field you want to be involved in or the world you want to be involved in? That's that's what I'm questioning a little bit. I mean, I love music. I'm a huge music fan, but so is everyone. (laughs) I feel like, but I mean, when I was younger, I, I went to like, none of my friends in high school were really like into like indie music, whatever. And I really liked alternative music. And I just thought working in the music industry would be awesome. And now I'm just kind of thinking that it's it's kind of trivial and maybe I should be doing something that, I mean, the music industry is big, but maybe something that's more of like a 
purpose. I feel a little purposeless lately. Well, listen, hold on. Let me just say, music, like music, I'm just going to break it down and just call it music, not the music industry. Like music, like just like film and television, these are not trivial things. Music is a wonderful thing because it helps people escape anybody. It's universal. It translates everywhere, every fucking where. People can listen to a song and they can like, if, if two totally different people love a song, they can bond over that song. Or it can, like, take one person that feels miserable and suicidal, they listen to a song, and it can it, it can alter their mood and make them feel better. Like, music is, like, one of the most powerful things in the entire world. Making it, listening to it, like, just, I don't know, using it to communicate. It's, it's not trivial at all. Like, music and movies, I mean, they're, like, some of the most powerful things ever because, you can lose yourself in them, and, and I already said all this fucking shit. But they're they're not trivial at all. But like maybe the business mm-hmm. you think is trivial, but I don't know. Like I want to explore this with you. I'm, I'm making the show longer. I'm making it a two-hour show tonight. Let's like, and I'm spraying rose water on myself. It's so hot. Are you in LA? Aren't you boiling? Yes, it's boiling. I hope. Do you think we're gonna lose some weight sweating tonight? I hope I do. I really hope I do. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm feeling a little sick. Okay, um, all right. Well, let what? me just ask you, now I feel like I've, I've stayed on too long. Let me just ask you a more specific question. So basically, when you were like maybe 19, 20, I, I mean, I don't know when you started I'm Boy Crazy, but when you decided you want to write or be a blogger, how did you like really get into that? How did you decide what you want to do and then like really make it happen? Okay, first of all, you're not taking up too much time. I want to talk to you, so I'm going to be on the phone with you as long <laughs> as I want to, unless you hang up on me. But uh, I didn't I didn't go, I want to be a blogger, because to me, I thought, oh, the word blog sucks. Like, I would never, I never thought at all I'm going to be a blogger, because that, that phrase is so fucking gross. I didn't even think that was <laughs> style. But I, I've always loved writing. I've always loved making people laugh. I've always loved, um, I don't know, and I guess I've always felt there's like a safety in, oh, God, I can't explain it. There's a safety in writing, like, I can't, like, oh, God, something about communicating. There's, like, something thrilling and safe, I feel like, about communicating, because I feel like if you use, use your words wisely, you can communicate how you feel and... um and, like, try not to offend someone while you do it and also make them laugh. And, like, there's, like, there's, I don't know. I can't explain it. Like, there's some kind of – I've always loved writing. And I always, and I always like, talking to people and trying to be charming and, like, trying to get information out of them in a way where they don't realize they're giving me information about themselves and also saying kind of maybe offensive things or shocking things in a way where they don't think – where people don't think they're being offended. So I've always had these, like, components <laughs> about myself that I kind of, like, always just naturally had. And I just love people. I love people watching. I have intense feelings about things and opinions that are are sometimes mean and fucked up and wrong or funny and dark and bizarre or weird or, and I've been, you know, I've always been very self-conscious. I'm just telling you components about myself that I already knew existed in me in a a real major way. Or maybe I didn't even know they existed until um, I started writing more and finding my way. But, uh, these are things about me that that existed. So, like, writing, 
just made me happy. Like, I could just write these intense things, and it just made me feel lighter, and I felt like I was good at it. It was, like, one thing that I really felt I was good at. Like, you know, even if my punctuation is bad, I don't spell things. Like, I feel good about it. I feel confident in my writing, and nobody could take that away from me and or shake me out of that feeling. Like, and it just made me feel good. It wasn't work. It wasn't a chore. It's, like, this cool thing, like an escape thing. And I feel like... And I'm, I'm sure people feel that way about playing music and stuff, you know, like, so it, and so I'd always made money, I started making money early on, like, just doing commercials, because I was born and raised in L.A., and somebody was like, you're not ugly, you should come in for this commercial casting when I was, like, 13, so I started doing that, and, like, you know, I made some nice money doing that, and that was easy, and it wasn't, and I just, I like taking direction, I liked being able to make a facial expression that, and that, that, like, the director wanted you to make and, and, like, you know, take showing, like, I can do this. I can convey this emotion, blah, blah. So that was, like, so I was doing commercial acting. I just, like, fell into that. But it wasn't, like, mm-hmm. my passion. And then, um, and I've always loved dating people and making out and having pillow talks. I always felt like the pillow talk you have with a guy is when you see they're real. So I don't know. Like, I've always coveted making out and laying next to a boy in a bed because that's when you see a side of them that's, like, really special that not everybody sees, and you get to, like, talk about life and death and childhood experiences and weird stuff. So all that stuff is kind of, like, percolating in me. And, like, and, and I dated some guy one time, and I told him all these stories about my horrible, weird dating experiences and blah, 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 and he goes, fuck, you should write that down. And I went, really? So he goes, yeah, you should start a blog. And I fucking was like, oh, a blog, that word sucks. Everybody has a blog. Oh, what's a blog? <laughs> but I started one, and and I, and I it was fun. It was just a hobby. It was a hobby that I liked doing, that I kept doing, and I've been doing for, like, over four years. It's not even that long, but it's kind of long. And it's and somebody said to me the other day, they go, it's a shock. You haven't given up? It's weird that you haven't given up your blog. And I'm like, why would I give up my blog and my podcast when it's just, it brings me joy and it's really fun. Like, and I make money from it now, which is a miracle because I do it. Like, that's the trick. I said that before. Like, and this is what, let's hone in on you. Find what you like doing that you feel confident in. And let's talk about that for a second longer because I feel like this could help other people listening. Like, it should start as a hobby and something you like. And then what you do is next, you figure out how to make money doing that thing because, I don't know. You don't want to work at Seven Eleven. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But maybe if that's not your fault. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like. Yeah. And I also feel like if people do, if people are really good at something and they're doing something that makes them really happy, it affects other people. There's like this ripple effect. Like, oh wow, that person like loves their life. That person is like filled with joy. That person is good at something, and they inspire me. And I'm gonna go do my great thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's important that you figure out like. And know that you you could do something you really love. You don't have to fucking just settle and go, oh, not me. Everybody else is allowed to be successful and be good at something. But, like, I don't know. Like, I'm lost. I'm just going to go tuck away into this shitty thing. You know, like, yeah. so what makes you happy? Like, do you like cooking? Do you like – you just tell me. What what makes you the happiest, aside from work <laughs> or anything? What makes you happy? Um, I like writing, too, a lot. I haven't really done – I mean, I write for, like, my school's radio station blog, nothing else, really. But, yeah, I like writing. I mean, I like 
going to shows. Yeah, that's a okay. Here, I'm gonna that I like. <laughs> you can keep thinking, but here's I'm gonna really take it away from like work stuff. Like, let's even take it out of like like this thought of it being for work. What do I like? I like having really good sex. I like having sex a lot, like a lot. Okay, I can have a lot of sex. I think it's great. I like touching my private sometimes. I'm sorry, I'm saying it, like, because I have an orgasm, and it feels really good, and, like, whatever. So that's great when you have a like, Anyway, masturbating, I like pizza. I'm not going to eat it because I'm a girl, and I'm really trying to watch my figure. But I like eating food. I like touching my private. Do you private. eat pizza? I, like, I mean, I do. I have not eat it. You know what? Maybe I ate, like, a sample of pizza at Whole Foods, like, a few weeks ago. <laughs> But I'm good. I'm glad to hear it. If I was going to die tomorrow, I would eat, like, pizza, a soft pretzel with mustard, a pepperoni pizza, soft pretzel with mustard, a churro, uh, frozen yogurt, like peanut butter-flavored frozen yogurt with, like, Butterfingers and Oreo cookies, and then what else? And cookie dough. Maybe, I probably wouldn't have that, but that's what you're going to have, and we'll hang out together. <laughs> well, <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I'm having this long-distance relationship, and I feel this intense stress to be, like, perfect every time I see him. So it really puts me, like, I'm always, like, trying to, like, oh, God, like, I don't know, not eat pizza. Not that I normally do anyway, but, like, now it's even more intense. For Anyway, um, I'm all concerned about getting pimples and and uh, yeah, making sure I eat. That's true. You know. mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, what did you say? I said, yeah, that's true, pizza. It causes pimples. I just said that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. I wasn't even putting the two together just in general. I'm just, like, not eating pizza. Cause oh, I maybe like I missed something. Up. I missed something then. Oh, no, I'm just all over the place. <laughs> I'm making no sense. Okay, so these are – It's I okay. Just told you very, I just told you very honestly. I also I love people watching. I love talking to strangers. I love going to Target. I love Starbucks. I like aimlessly meandering. I love doing nothing even though I feel guilty because I'm not making money and I feel like I'm wasting my life away because I want to. Ultimately, I just want to make a lot of money doing something that doesn't that I don't hate, even though work in general stresses me out. I want to make a lot of money so I can just hang out and do nothing and lounge and go to, like, Hawaii and various beach places or something and hang out. So that's our goal. we got to figure out what you love doing that doesn't, like, feel like a chore. So I can incorporate meandering to Target, people watching, talking to strangers, uh, reflecting on amazing sexual experiences I've had or awkward dates and other exchanges I've had with people. Because I can channel all of that into writing or I can write like a screenplay or a TV show or make a little short film about it or talk about it on mm-hmm. the podcast. So that's how, that's how I generate all those experiences into like, and then I reflect on them. And I use all these things as tools and I'm actually getting paid for it to reflect on those things. Even if it's acting. I remember those experiences. Maybe I can channel into acting. What do you like doing, even if it's just masturbating and eating pizza? I like pizza, masturbating, too. Those are things. Um, I like traveling, writing. I guess I'll just have to – I'm going to take all this in. I feel like I'm keeping you on too long now. <laughs> no, you're not. I, I'm, I'm in a really bizarre mood. So like, unless you want to hang up on me, you can totally hang up on me. No, 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 I don't. But like, no, I don't. But let's, okay. Well, let's get back to the music thing. Would you like, do you want to work in the music business, but you just don't know where and you feel confused? Like, do, should we hone in on that? Like, um, I just, I, do, I'm, I would like to work in something more creative than what I'm doing right now. And I'm starting to think if I, like, keep going down this 
road of like right now I work at a music publisher, which is like an office job, even though it's in the music business. So if I keep like I'm in an internship right now, if I do like another internship in the same field, like that'd probably be good because I'd make more contacts in that field, but I don't think I really want to do that. Why don't you intern for a music like management company or something where you like intern for a manager? Why don't you intern for you know what I mean? Or like or yeah. intern at a intern at a record label and then like it seems like that'd be more glamorous and interesting and like right in the mix of all the at least the creative stuff or like or the more interesting business stuff because it seems like publishing I would just be bored too the only reason publishing is yeah. exciting is when it, the only reason it's exciting is when a band is like oh my god my there's my song in that in that commercial or that movie or hey I just got this check you know this publishing thing you know what I mean like that's yeah. exciting I wouldn't I wouldn't want to work at the publishing office that sounds like a downer <laughs> yeah it's a downer all right. So yeah. basically, we're not gonna we're not gonna figure it all out tonight. But the thing that I want to leave leave in your mind is, just really write a long list in your journal of what brings you happiness, whatever it may be, all the things that bring you happiness in your life, in the music business, in like as far as you know, whatever, okay. everything that brings you happiness, and then try to figure out like how you can do the majority of those things and make money from doing all those things. You know. Right. Okay. Okay. I'll do that. Okay. Things to think about. I wonder if maybe, maybe I give horrible advice. I just wanted to be able to take a moment, a long moment, and just discuss. You know, sometimes you just need to have a long powwow with your girlfriend. And I was being that girl's girlfriend. Oh, and here's another thing I want to say to Rachel who called in earlier, my only other call, because I've been talking too much and all the other phone calls have been, like, hanging up. Um, all right. Rachel, you said that your girlfriend, your annoying girlfriend, is trying to set you up with people. Uh, Portland is great, by the way. I really like Portland. I think it's really pretty. So you're saying your stupid, annoying friend is being kind of, you know, sweet. You know, she's being sweet. She's setting you up with her friends. You can also, you don't have to go on dates. I never said that. Like, it's not like, just because you're, you're 25 years old, you don't need, just because your friends are getting married way too early and are probably going to get divorced really early, that's totally fucked up. I apologize. That's rude. But, like, you know, there's no rush. I mean, my God, you don't need to get married or be in a serious relationship. You should wait for magic. I mean, yeah, keep dating, but it's not mandatory. It's totally okay to be single. It's awesome to be single. It's fantastic to not go out with guys that you are not, you know, excited about. And uh, so, yeah, keep eyeing these boneheads from a distance uh, on your own, you know, the ones you meet on your own and ones that your friend introduces you to or points out to you. But, like, yeah, you don't fucking need to, you don't need to be in some weird fucking cliche race to, to the altar. Even though I am going to a wedding. I'm going to a wedding this Saturday. But yeah, this Saturday. That I'm excited about. Because these two people have been going out for nine years. And they're totally chic and hip and love each other and creative and neat and best friends. And I'm sure they have an amazing sex life. I hope. I, I bet they do. I know they do. I bet they do. I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, I'm going to Big Sur. I'm very excited about that. Actually, I was talking about that to one of my friends today who's in a serious monogamous relationship, and he's 26, and he's been in a thing for, like, two years. And he says the same thing to my other friend, a different friend who's actually getting married in Big Sur, like, maybe next weekend. It's almost more punk rock to get married now than ever before. Like, it's more punk rock to be in a monogamous, committed relationship than ever because we've seen every single option. 
you can be with someone, you can be single, you can have open relationships, you can be with someone and cheat, you can be wild, you can do drugs, you can be celibate, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I'm all over the place. There are all these different ways. So it's kind of like cool to come full circle, and I feel like for whatever reason in the air, from what I'm noticing all around me with like cool, young, hip, neat people that are that I like, they're like all in relationships. Me included. And I think it's awesome because it's the freakiest, weirdest thing ever. I've been single for so long, and it's actually, like, great. I came to terms with it. It's awesome. But when you meet somebody, and I'm only saying it this to do this if you meet somebody who's epic and worth stopping for and worth standing still for. But if you're lucky enough to meet somebody that you're, like, super fascinated by or think is interesting or that you have great sex with that's, like, cool and talented that you respect who respects you and treats you well and you treat them well and they make you want to be the best version of yourself you can possibly be and blah 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 yeah fucking hang out with that person because being in a relationship isn't isn't dorky or lame like i don't know uh it's awesome and it's badass and i think it's the coolest choice nowadays um anyway i'm just fucking rambling this person called in earlier tonight and they hung up but i just want to let you know that when you call into voice crazy radio it's not that easy you can't just hang up and think that I won't notice. Um, so I'm going to call this person back and see what they're doing. Oh, God. Hello, did you call the Boy Crazy Radio earlier? He's calling me out, Alexi. <laughs> My name's Claire, and I'm from L.A. I'm 27. Aren't you in a fucking inferno? Oh, my gosh. It's so fucking hot. It's so hot, and I feel like like I'm gaining weight. I don't know if I'm PMSing or I just have body dysmorphia, which I totally do, but, like, I feel like I'm not losing the weight I should be losing in this fucking extreme heat wave, but that's neither here nor there. What's going on with you, Claire? Um, well, I feel like I kind of know the answer to my question, but I just need, like, a gal, like, to talk to you about it because it's just, like, it's like a girl thing. It's like a, not a boy crazy thing, but, like, a girl crazy thing. So I just, okay, so I've been dating my boyfriend for, like, five months, and we started off in, like, this whole huge, like, whirlwind romance, and then um, he just kind of, you know, like, things got really stressful with work, and lately he just doesn't call me as much or text me as much, and it's, like, you know, like, I'm going about my day, and I'm, like, fine, and I'm just, like, whatever, but then, like, it gets later and later at night, and I'm just, like, oh, God, like, why isn't he calling me? And, like, I I feel like I know, like, what to do, and I know why it's happening, but it's still bothering me, and I just don't know how to, like, get my head back in the space where it needs to be, I guess. Well, to you, I want to hear you because, but actually, I totally agree because I really do believe that we all have the answer to all of our questions, like, inside of us to begin with. But uh, so what do you think is going on here and what is the what is the answer to your problem? I want to hear what you think it is. Um, I truly do think that it's stress and work. It's It was very interesting because, um, like, just things were going so well, and then when things changed with his job situation, he just kind of, like, when he's stressed about things, I just notice he doesn't 
contact me as much. But, I mean, everything else is, like, still the same. Like, he's still just like, oh, my God, I'm so in love with you and blah, 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 and all this stuff. But it's just, it's just different. And I think as far as knowing what to do, like, the obvious answer would be to, you know, become scarce myself as far as, like, picking up the phone or returning his texts or whatever. But it's also really um, complicated in that sense because we're long distance. So, yeah. Oh, it's long distance? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, oh, it's long distance. See, that's, oh, my God, I can totally relate to what you're going through. Oh, God, I'm in a long distance relationship, too. I kind of love it, though, but I totally know what you mean. It's, oh, God. <laughs> um, well, okay, so you've been together, yeah. for five, been together for five months, and when was the last time you guys saw each other in person? The last time we saw each other in person was, like, three weeks ago. So the past two weekends we were supposed to hang out, but something just, I think work just kept getting in the way. So he's coming this Wait. weekend. Oh, he is? He's coming this weekend? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, are you, are you dating my boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I hope no. not. <laughs> I can't believe this. This is ridiculous. Oh, okay, no, I'm just kidding. Um, well, okay, so he's coming... So, like, the thing is, I feel like, and I don't know your situation because for all I know, like, I don't know, whatever, I don't know your situation, but he's a guy. You have to look at guys' actions. Like, they, for the most part, and I'm generalizing, even though I was told recently by my boyfriend that it's not good to make generalizations, but he was talking about, like, <laughs> racism. But actually, male-female, you could you could lump male-female, like, uh, general, general, generalizations in there, and that's unfair, but whatever. I'm going to generalize anyway. Um, all right. For the most part, God, I wish I, I could just I just call my boyfriend for advice right now. Even uh, <laughs> that's, that's, okay. For the most part, guys don't do what they don't want to do. If he doesn't want to come and see you, he'll figure out a way not to come and see you, and he'll it'll taper off, and he'll he won't see you. So you've got, to, you've got to look at his actions. Not even not even, not listen to his words. Like look at his actions. Like what does he do for you? Like is he, oh he's going to come and see you? That's fantastic. Like that's awesome. That's a big deal. Like. He's making effort. Um, and, like, I feel like with what I've experienced with men, when they don't feel like they're doing well at work or they're not generating what they're supposed to be generating and they feel like kind of like a failure at work, like they internalize right. it. They don't, do what, they, don't, they don't do what we do where we're like, oh, I want to talk about it. Hold me. It makes me feel better. It comes so nice. Like, let's talk about our feelings. I've talked about it with everybody all day long, even though I need to talk to my mom and my best friend and every guy and all my gay guy friends and blah, blah, blah and all my ex-boyfriends, but now I want to talk about it with you, and you better have great advice for me to make me feel better. That's what we women do. A man internalizes it, tries to solve the problem, takes on all the responsibility, feels bad, keeps it to himself, you know, develops an, an ulcer or prostate cancer or whatever, and, like, you know, and <laughs> it means it means a lot to them, like, like their work stuff. So, like, I mean, I'm generally yeah. again, but it means a lot to them because it's, like, it validates what they're good at and them being men and providing and blah, 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 or whatever. Total right. And, I mean, like, but I think it's so true. Like, you know, like, they feel like they have to have their ducks in a row. And he was so adamant in the beginning of just, like, I want to give you, like, everything. Like, you deserve more than I could ever give you. And one of the things he said to me on the phone one night was just, like, he was so stressed out about work, he thought he was, you know, going to quit his job or that he, in fact, did quit his job that day. And he, one of the things he said was, I'm so sorry that I can't be your oh, financial no. ticket anymore. 
Oh, no. Can oh, you hear me? Oh, 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 yeah. One of the things he said on the phone with you was, I'm not your financial ticket anymore. Yeah, he said, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be able to be your financial ticket anymore. And I'm just like, wait, who do you think I am? Like, have I ever asked for that? So I think he's just like, he has has that, like, you know, I have to be successful. I have to provide. And, like, when that wasn't going so well, he it really affected him. So I don't know. Well, Here's the thing, and this is what you, I mean, if you guys are in a serious relationship and you guys are boyfriend and girlfriend, you are allowed to talk about these things. Like, like I, I do the same thing you do where it's like, oh, I know, he's kind of ignoring me and not paying attention to me. Well, I'm going to get him back, and I'm going to ignore him too and show him how little I give a fuck, and then I'll make him want me. And then when he does text me, I'll ignore him even more, even though really you should just be texting him back, just like make it good and just communicate. Like, you should, you should just be friendly and loving, and that's ideal, but... Um, here's the thing, another aspect of all of that. Okay, so I get what you're doing. I get where instinctually what you want to do because you want to hurt him like he's hurting you because it hurts your feelings and he isn't, like, all about you, which I get. It's still very new. Five months, you want the dude to be like, I love you, I miss you, and whatever, and, like, sending you flowers and, like, fucking, you know, into you. And, like, especially if it's long distance because, like, that's even – you're, you're elongating the, the beginning of the relationship. Like, it's moving slower because it's long distance. So, of course, like, five months would be super new. It's way more new than if you were in the same town because you'd probably be, like, slightly sick of each other or at least more sick of each other than you are now because you shouldn't be sick of each other. So, um, <laughs> him him not returning your calls or not texting as much or whatever, blah, 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 um, why don't you talk to him about it? You could always be like, listen, if you're stressed out at work, just let me know what's going on with you because I take it this way. And just let me know what's happening with you because, you know what I mean? Or, like, or even if we don't talk, like, I don't know. Isn't even that making sense? Like, like instead of just... No, yeah. Out, yeah, instead of... Yeah, and I mean... You know, like... It does, yeah, I, but, like, I... Sorry. <laughs> I have sorry. done that. Like, I've ta- talked to him about that, and he, he's always like, I know, I'm sorry, I just, like... I need to get better at it. I just, you know, I come home and I do this and I just need to, like, unwind and like that. So I don't know if, like, it's just been weird because we, you know, in the beginning, like, a guy is, like, totally trying to, you know, get you to fall in love with him or whatever. And so then after that happens and sometimes they cool off or whatever, but it's just, I don't know, it's just bothering me. (laughs) (laughs) It bothers me, too. It bothers me, too. And here's the thing, like, Oh, God, just any guys out there, uh, you never really have a girl. you got to keep it. I mean, you can relax at some point, but, like, oh, my God, the idea that you just know that they think that, like, the minute they get you to fall in love with them, that, that they're good to go and they're all set and they can relax, that makes me sick. Like, I don't feel that way. I don't feel that way. Because <laughs> I want to I keep getting better, and I want to, like, oh, that makes me so sad. I hope that's not true. Those are the, that's not the right guy for me or you. But here's what I think. Another thing is we don't know what's going on with this guy. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Maybe it is just work, but you really don't know what it is. Like, you don't, like, who knows why, like, I'm playing devil's advocate. Like, I don't mean to be a dickhead, but, like, who knows why he's texting you <laughs> less? What's going on? It's long distance. You don't know. There's He could at some point meet someone else. He could, like, I don't know what he's getting sidetracked by, whether it's work or another person or just, like, they know something's cooling off. You don't know. So here's the real answer is you just have to wait till you see him when he comes to town. Like, be nice to him, let him be nice to you, have great sex, have a good time, but also find a nice moment to be like, maybe it's a dinner or something at some point, and be like, 
this is how this is what I've been feeling, and you know we are long distance, and so when when you don't seem as excited and you kind of cool off or disappear, it makes me feel like this, and like the idea of you know us still being so new and maybe you cooling off kind of makes me sad or or like you know I just want you to communicate with me and let me know, or I don't know i i like just. You should just talk to him about it over dinner, just to like check in with him and see what's going on, and like let him. Yeah, see you and like, I've been, I've been getting that feeling like just for you know the past week, like oh my gosh, if I could just see him and like really feel it out, like it would feel so much better. And I think that that's part of it that this would be so much easier if he wasn't far away, you know. So I'll talk to yeah. him about it. And the weird thing also is maybe I'm just ranting more because I'm really just dying feet in my apartment. Um, but I think there is some. It's yes, it's passive aggressive. Because I, I did say that like before, but listen, the icing him out and not not texting back very quickly to get him back for kind of ignoring you a little bit. Like yes, that is passive aggressive. But then again, there's something to be said for like that kind of shit. I know it's game playing, but like it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be game playing if you do it really in a really cool, lovely way. Like, I think that you need to do shit like that sometimes. You can't let they have somebody. Yeah. Good to be busy and just turn off your phone for a long time or, like, not return text super fast because, like, or just invest. The, I don't know. Like, it's still new. It is, like, it's an art form, like dating. It's, like, you don't want to you want to <laughs> cool be, like, this cool, badass girl who's doing all this cool shit. It doesn't mean you're mean to him or an asshole to him or, like, cheating on him. But, you know, have your own life. Be cool. Never let a guy think that you're under his thumb completely because it should never feel like that because, I mean, I know for me, I'm, you can, it's not, nothing set in stone. Like, it's like, I leave when it's bad. You know what I mean? Like, nobody has me, nobody can get comfortable with me. Like, I, I don't know. Like, that sounds horrible. Oh, my God. It's a guy I'm dating with. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, uh, it shouldn't be like, oh, we got comfortable. You can call it a day. Like, no, you guys are both, like, growing and living and breathing and, like, cool shit is happening. You should always be bringing new cool stuff to the table. You guys should, like, you know, be friends and, like, wanting to talk. So it shouldn't be, like, some weird chore and, like, people can just call it a day and be comfortable. Like, so be a little bit evasive sometimes. Like, not in a bitter fucking cunty way, but, like, in a cool, sexy way. Like, so maintain your mystery and everything. And uh, and when you do bring it up with him, after you have some epic sex and give him amazing blowjobs when he comes to town this weekend, you should, you should figure, out, figure out how to say it real cool. Like, so, like, how's work been going or what's been going on? Like, were you stressed? Like, you know, I just assumed you were really stressed when you kind of fell off the face of the earth. I didn't hear from you as much. Like, I just want to know, like, like help me understand, like, when you get stressed or, or like, how should I handle that? Should I just leave you alone or, like, or, like, why do you do that? And what should I do? And blah, blah. Like, can I, I would like to make you feel better or how do I, blah, blah. Just like talk about it like you're just figuring out a game plan. Just be friends and have a chat. I don't know. All right. Cool. Sounds good. Um. Oh, my God. Wait. Hold on. I'm checking. Oh, wait. No. Okay, good. The guy I'm dating is not listening because he just texted me. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> thank God. Anyway. Or maybe that's his sick joke, and he is listening. He's just trying to make me think he's not listening. Anyway, okay, so I think I gave you good advice, but I want you to call me next weekend, I mean next week, and tell me how your weird weekend romp went with this guy and what the fuck's going on with him, okay? (laughs) Okay. Okay, great. Um, Anyway, holy shit. Last thing I'm going to say, wait a minute. I'm getting a bunch of texts. I want to see what's going on. Hmm. 
All right, my friends, I'm checking in with my text. I'm also going to check in with my Twitter if anybody has any Twitter questions. No Twitter questions. I have a new follower. That's exciting. Shona Kassinger. Cool. Um, my friend went to see the butler and made them cry. My friends went to see the butler. Very exciting. Um, all right. My platonic male friend wants to have coffee at some point. Um, da, da, da. All right. Um, my friend just texted me that she's uh, grateful for our friendship. Fantastic. My boyfriend is not listening to my podcast or faking me out, which I appreciate. Um, blah, blah, blah. My friend wants to go on a night walk. That's bizarre. I'll do it. And, um, yeah, good. I have to check in with my text. I never usually get as many texts as I got tonight during a podcast, but I got eight texts, and they're all, they're all nice. Last thing I'm going to say, because this includes a tip or some kind of bit of advice. I have a pretend band in my brain, all right? I barely make songs, but I like making songs. I have, like, a self-inflicted goal, like, of, like, making a half hour worth of – this is a true goal, okay? I – okay. I want to make 30 minutes worth of music. I don't know how many songs that is. Maybe it's, like, six songs or how many – 12 songs? I don't know how many songs it is. I want to make, like, enough music to have – enough, like, as, I want to make enough songs so I can open for a band, okay? That's my goal. I want to be an opening act for one of my friend's bands, okay? Uh, that's my weird dream, all right? But first I have to make the songs. I don't like writing songs. I like making up melodies. It's fun. I don't really, my writing doesn't translate to, like, music, I don't think. Like, like I don't like the words I insert. They're too literal, and I don't like literal songs. I so, like, it's difficult. So this is like a weird brain twister. This is the goal I put on myself. You guys should do the same thing with your life. Make a weird goal. My goal is by December, I make 12 songs. My 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 friend said that's impossible. He said, uh, like, you'd have to make, like, 30 songs to get, like, 12 good songs. We'll see. But so in the meantime, my goal is, like, six songs by December. I've already changed it. Just because I want to have, like, six songs to be an opening act. So I made all this. So the other day... I thought, okay, the name of my pretend band is Evelyn Crowley. And I don't even know if I like that title yet, but it's just in my brain for now. All right? How dare you? So, holy shit, I've been, like, talking for two hours almost. It's like, I'm sorry, guys. I mean, I'm not that sorry. This is, like, a weird, um, some kind of time capsule for me. And I'll look back when I'm 19 and I'll say, wow, I did that. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay, anyway. So I started making up all these like all this like pretend album artwork for my pretend band, Evelyn Crowley, who's my doppelganger, who's my side like it's like Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. Beyonce goes on stage and she pretends she's Sasha Fierce, so she can be all brave and like fierce like or whatever. So my alternate ego is Evelyn Crowley, but the more I talk about that name, the less I like it. But whatever, hear me out. So I start making all this album artwork for Evelyn Crowley. And I use this application on my phone called Fonto, P-H-O-N-T-O, where you can, like, write. There's tons of choices of fonts, and you can write over a photo. So you can put, like, text over a photo. Um, so I start putting in all these photos, and um, I, I start, like, making all these album art, whatever, uh, fucking album artwork things. One is, like, of a cat. One is like this is Evelyn Crowley, and it's like all dark and mysterious. Another is like 
there's all these like kind of provocative photos. Some are like selfies with like the name Evelyn Crowley and my bangs, you know, like hovering in white over my in my bangs, whatever. So then I have this photo of this fucking selfie I took. Uh, of like basically, I want one day I wanted to see what my butt looked like because I thought, oh, I don't have a butt. I'm a white girl with like flat butt. I got no butt. I got hips. I got no butt. So one day I wanted to see what my butt looked like. So I took a photo in my living room of me. I'm naked, and it was like my long wizard hair because my hair was really long at the time, and I'm hoping to get it back to that length. So I took a photo, and, and my arms are wrapped around my my waist. So you can see my I I always have the same nail polish for like the last forever. You know, the last however many years I've always had the same like really deep red nail polish. So it's my long black hair, and it 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 stops right above my butt, and then it's like my butt. And then my arms wrapped around my my waist, kind of like holding my boobs, and I'm just looking forward and like and I'm using like you know my iPhone how you can like anyway whatever. So it's like a, a photo of my reflection of my butt in the mirror. You can't see my face. So I wrote Evelyn Crowley in my hair and I cropped the photo so it's like it, it cropped it right over my butt so you can't see my butt. Great. I don't even like the word butt. I usually say bum, but it's super tiny. So I, I guess I'm saying butt now. Whatever. So I cropped the photo add the text, and then my friend, who's in England right now, I start sending him like, the picture of, like, the kitten and, like, the selfies and blah, 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 and then I send him the photo of my back with Evelyn Crowley on it, and when I send it, I send it using Viber. I send this, crop, I send this cropped photo using Viber, which is an application so you can call your friends when they're overseas or wherever, in other states, other cities, wherever, anywhere, they can be in the same city, and you can text and call and chat for free. So I send this fucking photo to him, and when it goes through, there's, the text is on the photo, but the photo isn't cropped. It uncropped my photo. I don't know how it did it. I don't know why it did it. It uncropped the photo. And I fucking sent a picture of my butt to my platonic guy friend who was loving it, who, like, did not mind this at all, I panic. And I'm like, oh, my God, this counts as cheating. I have cheated on my boyfriend. It's only been however long it's been. I'm trying to be cool. I am not wanting to cheat. I have no desire to cheat. I am totally into this thing I'm in with this beautiful boy that I'm dating. It's epic. And I just sent a photo of my butt to my friend. Oh, my God. So I freak out. I tell my friend I'm freaking out. I ask if the count is cheating. He's just laughing at me over, like, Viber, texting me, like, how ridiculous I am and how stupid and it's all silly and who cares. And, and I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? And my other friends were like, yeah, you don't need to, like, I asked my gay best friend. I go, like, do I need to tell the dude I'm dating? And he goes, no, it's, like, totally unnecessary. It's not even a big deal. I'm like, you don't have to share everything. But, of course, because I have such a fucking big mouth, as you, can, as you know, because I've been speaking for nearly two hours tonight on this podcast radio show, uh, I totally told him yesterday or day before yesterday, I said, listen, I did something bad. This is probably just a ploy for attention, obviously. Must be, subconsciously. I told him that I accidentally sent another man a picture of my butt. So in order to make it better, I just sent him the picture of my butt. And now everything is fine. And I will never do it again. And he wasn't happy about it. But it's all good. Now everybody's even. Now I've sent everybody I know on my phone a picture of my butt. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, my, I did show my mom because my mom just wanted to see. And she said it was great. So uh, uh, the thing is, the lesson learned, don't send fucking sexy photos, even if you crop them over Viber, because you'll be totally mortified. Also, 
don't send crop photos in general because who knows when you think you're cropping your vagina out of a photo or a weird sexy face out of a photo when you're, like, doing something weird to yourself and, like, whatever. Because sometimes it'll uncrop or people can uncrop it from, like, the, the original file. I don't know how. That's just me warning you. Um, what else did I want to tell you? That's about it. I'm all fucking talked out. Um, checking Twitter, thoughts and feelings. Listen, I'm going to Big Sur for the first time in my entire life this weekend. Wish me luck. I'm going to a wedding. I'll have more thoughts and feelings about that. Next week, I will tell you um, about my conversation with a lady, in, with a Muslim lady in a burqa at the Grove, a top shop, and how I asked her about stuff and everything and all the things she told me about those things that I asked her uh, in regards to those things that I asked. And uh, other than that, I'm going to get the fuck out of here because I'm losing my voice because I've been talking a lot. Uh, listen, thank you guys for tuning in to Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by I'mBoyCrazy.com. Tune in next Wednesday, same time, same place, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Follow me on Twitter at I'mBoyCrazy. You can also subscribe to Boy Crazy Radio on iTunes. Yeah, motherfucking iTunes. You can always call me and leave a message uh, if you can't call in during the live show. Uh, leave a message on Boy Crazy voicemail. Uh, the number is area code 888-666-2045. And uh, oh, what else can I say? Oh, my goodness. If you haven't already, watch the hilarious interview I did with Josh Tillman, a.k.a. Father John Misty. It is on my website now. And uh, two more parts to the Father John Misty interview. Uh, one of which is an exclusive song that has yet to come out that he performed on my talk show, which is called Alexi in Bed. Many more exciting people to be interviewed uh, upcoming. Uh, many more exciting people that are going to be interviewed in, uh, on Alexi in Bed. Yes, that's what I meant. Anyway, I'm going to play this out with a song. What will that song be? Hmm. Hmm. This song, I just love it. Pollard Green. Like you. And you know what? I don't care what everyone else says about you, you guys. I love you.
This your favorite song. Translation. Then I keep my me a cicula. So get a go and me webo si pape more. Espero tu pase puto bendejo el piche cabron. Let's get it. Nice like this. I'm a night like this. Sword in my hand. I fight like this. And I'm more than a man. I'm a god. Bitch, you say on god. Two pay trap and a two kiss pop out of that tank top and bra. And when I say do, 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 bitch, that BK does. She wants some more. This I give her more. This I pour. This in fact, I know she missed the way I floored. This I'm focused. I know my Houston partner's trap or four. This is Alright, let me blow this bitch up fame, Mr. Flame, with some you cash in the fur hang, get my penthouse roof, skyline the clearest watches your optics, popping out you lift the weirdest, pop my top on the 105, head with no power steering, ah, oh, oh, luxury, chinny ching ching, could buy anything, got that, oh, oh, Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store at Sprint.com slash save 50%.
Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line $36 activation fee. Credit valid for Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer ends 1716 72 Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio reward card requires online registration.